Would you consider chili? No, it's not. Hey, it's the question of the century. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie and does chili count as a soup? I understand these are existential questions, but in this moment, Kitty, I need some existential answers. Chili is not a soup. According to who? It's more of a stew. More of a stew? Well, is a stew a soup? No. Do I know the exact definitions of what makes one a soup, stew, or chili, or chowder? No. (laughs) But am I willing to test them all and find out which is my favorite flavor? Yeah. And you just seem so confident with your answers. That's why. I am confident because I know chili is not a soup. (laughs) I made chili. It's chunky. I mean, I guess potato soup is chunky, but (laughs) it's different. You don't throw broth into chili. I guess that's maybe the difference. Okay. Wow. Maybe we found our control in this (laughs) experiment. Okay. It's the broth. The narrator comes in the background. It was always the broth. Yeah. So it's soup season. Soup season. I feel passionately about it, clearly. My mom did buy an entire cookbook solely based on soup, and we used to do Soup Tuesdays before the pandemic. What would you consider your favorite of the soups? There was a green eggs and ham. Oh. Hear me out. It sounded bad. I know. And everyone else hated it. (laughs) So it might have been bad. No, it was delicious. It was like this really good, like creamy green spinach type soup and then I had like cubed ham right good and it's supposed to be a poached egg on top oh an egg on top like on the soup but we could not get the poached eggs to work, <laughs> so we just threw a fried egg in there with a little bit of run in it and let it be. Hey, tie goes to the be, runner. I think about that soup every soup season. I thought you were going to say, I think about that soup every day. Well, I'm not going to lie. It do be creeping up in the back of my mind. I need to borrow that recipe book. Kitty, shall we do a weather dealio? It's weather for soup. <laughs> let but it I, go. You've got to let it go. Is that how they came up with bowling for soup? The band? Yeah. It was soup season and wherever they're from. And they said, hey, guys. Soup season with the the soup fundraiser at the bowling alley. And by God. Hear me out. Hear me out. Bowling for soup. It's brilliant. Band name. Band name. Called it. 82 degrees today on your Wednesday. A mix of clouds and sun. What what did she just do? Okay. You know what? What did this dog do? She just moved my chair with her fat ass head. (laughs) Possibly a thunderstorm heading into the afternoon. That's going to cool some things down, I would love nothing more than a stray shower to wet me off. Oh, my God. What is wrong with you? Wet me down? What do you say? Happy hump day. Baby! This evening, 68 degrees. Again, some more of those scattered thunderstorms developing late in the evening. Winds out of the southeast. Your sunset time tonight. Don't tell me. Creeping on up. No. 703. No. 703. A last quarter moon. Okay. (laughs) That didn't turn things around for you? No. Mm -mm. Okay. Tomorrow, 80 degrees, some scattered storms again. And then on Friday, 79. And again, maybe the occasional shower. But we'll get to that when we get to that. Shweather Delio on your KC Moonie Show. Baby. Hi. Hey. What's going on?
What's going on with you? Oh, I don't know. Well, I what's going like on that. with you? I don't know. <laughs> what's the word? A bird, bird, bird. That's not. You're right. It's not, not the show. That's not we our are. content. That's not our content. It never has been, Kitty. We're not a cheap pops kind of podcast. No. When we need the crowd to go wild, do we say Kansas City? No, we don't do that. Kansas City. When we want our town to tell us we're pretty, we don't fish for compliments. No, that is not the show that we are. We don't give low-hanging fruit. No, we give them that deep, insightful word word of the day words of wisdom freestyles on friday kitty what we have You're on this show that i give them what do you do what do i do what you put a little list here and there you found somewhere on the internet this guy who do you think has hit submit on this thing this guy god <laughs> i wish he would pull his weight a little bit more kitty what you been up to what's the updated vibes well you done teed us up it is it is cooling off Mm-hmm. Getting getting chilly. Okay, where are you going with this? Nowhere. <laughs> That's the point. I'm not leaving the house. The vibes are great at home, but it's the outside world that y'all need to work on. And don't you love that when you unintentionally don't leave the house? It's intentional. Oh, for you it is intentional. It's always okay. intentional. I wake up and I think, I'm not leaving today. And I just... And just smile at myself, you know, let out a little sigh. Go about my silly little tasks. Because I haven't meant to be at home so much the last week or so. But it's so good. But I've been working here. You've been kind of irritating me. I'm not going to lie. What do you mean? I expect to have a certain amount of time that I get to spend alone at home. But I've shown up several times now and Hartle's car is in the same spot. <laughs> All the lights are off. The dog doesn't even get up when I walk in the door. We just be kicking. And these two goons passed out on the couch. Yeah. Not mad, mad about it, but yeah. Because that's the thing. I've been getting stuff done. We've slowed down. It's not like we aren't Seasons accomplishing are catching things. up to us. Seasons change. I was about to do the same thing. Love that band, Future Islands. Yeah. Because I've been waiting on you, kitty. You're right, though. The seasons are changing, but we're still getting things done. We are ushering in this new whatever that we're talking about. People are getting some more shots, too. Thinking about, you know, the holiday seasons. I got several friends already got that booster. That's right. We got some boost news in the news we'll hear about that in just a few moments so i'm still trying to keep that glass half full you know trying to keep the optimism alive i saw a couple vibes I, I know they don't love the neighborhood but they might stay in town for the winter is what i heard it's conditional it absolutely is conditional we got to meet some things first we got to accomplish some things but if we do that kansas city i have heard from the vibes that they might come and see us <laughs> oh fiddlesticks you don't believe that one at all do you i believe it when i see it Kitty, come on. These folks, they look to you, Kitty, to help propel them. I know, and I'm telling them to stay home. (laughs) Propel your propellers off. You want them to turn the propellers off, huh? Uh Uh-huh. And park your ass on the couch until you can get that booster shot or your first shot and the second one. Something. Damn it. I don't want to go out with you bunch of sickies. I don't want to catch no cooties. Kitty, you want to do some news? Yes. Wednesday, September 29th. Let's do that news. In other news, this city needs its news. News team, assemble! Let's go, let's go. My name's Hartzell, that's Kitty, and this right here, this is your news break. Ooh, I like when I find the key, you know. I did acapella in college, Mizzou Forte. What's your forte? Will. How's it going? Yeah. Kitty, on the show today, we've got Carrington Harrison. He is the host of The Drive on 610 Sports Radio. He has a documentary out. I'm very excited to go see this this week. It's at Screenland Armor. It's called From Paseo to Pembroke. It is the story of the golden age of Kansas City high school basketball. I remember middle school, high school, going to the Hy-Vee shootouts, seeing Race South versus Raytown, O'Hara back in its glory days. 
Hey, you know, um, I just found a picture of me in my glory days. About seven years old, you know, three foot nothing, <laughs> maybe 50 pounds. I looked like I was ready to play ball. God damn it. Put me in coach, who was my dad. I was so young and full of hope, only to realize later that basketball is the worst sport. And I hate it, and I suck, and my team sucks. Yeah, y'all were a tough looking bunch. Didn't look like anybody was having fun except for you. Me. Was your dad on mm. the right? Mm hmm. Rocking that, uh, that mullet. Always. Yeah. yeah. Only the best for our head coach. In jeans. <laughs> you guys run the triangle offense or more the box in one? I honestly have no idea. <laughs> I don't even remember what position I played. That's how uninterested I was in basketball. But I'm very excited for this documentary because, you know, I mean, maybe, maybe I'll, I'll remember a few things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. we'll rekindle a spark. Yeah. That, that seven-year-old mm. you, yes. she loved the game of basketball. She loved the game. What happened to that girl, huh? What happened to her? Got humiliated a few too many times. Probably hitting that with the ball Dude, too many times. Yeah. Couldn't yeah. get them hands up fast enough. Fast break offense, kitty. You know, it comes at you fast. Just like life comes at you <laughs> As we're thinking about this pitch award, trying to run it back for a second time or two time. Best local podcast. If we don't win, I feel really good about how we went out because we have actually put a lot more effort into it this year. We didn't do a damn thing last year. We only even mentioned it the last day, I think. But I've seen a lot of response on the internet. Folks I didn't even know were listening to the show are now following and hitting us up. So if we don't bring it home, I'm I'm happy the way that we fell on our sword. I mean, I hate you guys, but yeah. Well, hold on. That's not to say we won't win. In fact, we still got, what, until the end of the month? I'm going to take it very personally, but I understand. There's just a lot of shows now. So the category is a bit oversaturated is what I'm saying. But the cream rises to the top. I think Kansas City, you're going to make sure that cream rises to the top. We're not going to half and half this bad boy. No, we went all the way to the top. Get it? The half and half cream. Okay. Coffee. It's National Coffee Day. No, it's not. It is. What? Happy National Coffee Day. Are you being Day. serious? I'm being absolutely serious. I am sick of these stupid little national food days. You walked right into my transition and you had no idea. What do you mean? I thought you might like this one. We drink so much coffee. I'm on cup three already. This is my second. Well, hey, cheers to you. As we get ready to do the news, raise your cup, Kansas City. Let's do the news. COVID! We continue to track local vaccination rates for those who are eligible for the shot right now. More than 63% of people in Johnson County, Kansas are fully vaccinated. Wyandotte County is above 46%, Miami County above 41%. Now in Missouri, the part of Platte County outside Kansas City, Missouri reports more than 47% fully vaccinated with other counties close behind. Pfizer has now submitted vaccination data for five to 11 year olds to the FDA, and that means emergency use authorization could be just weeks away. Pfizer says clinical trials reveal a lower dose of its vaccine is safe and effective for younger children. Doctors say the more people who get vaccinated, the better. We certainly know that they can be carriers. They could transmit COVID-19. And to the adults that are around them and classmates and the adults around those classmates, there's, there's just still a lot of risk to the community. Some early results are in, Kitty. Do the vaccine mandates work? Well, guess what? Shocker, the answer is yes. Of the more than 5,000 staff at Truman Medical Center's University Health, all but 39 employees met the vaccine requirement. Truman says it's really proud so many complied. We thought this was important, uh, not only to send the right message as an academic medical center that we believe in the science, but also to assure our patients that they'd be safe when they came to Truman Medical Center. For the 39 who resigned, some are retiring, others switching jobs. The health system did not do exit interviews on the topic. We understood it's, it's very personal and we respect that decision, but we also respect the decision to keep our patients safe. How do you have a job that's based in science, but you don't trust the science? Yeah. 
And here's the part they keep forgetting to talk about is that Truman Medical Center has over 5,000 employees. 39 people? That's peanuts. Boost me back better, baby. Vaccine booster shots, kitty. They are now headed to Missouri. This is Carol. By 12 noon Tuesday, the Lafayette County Health Department nurses already administered 12 booster shots of the Pfizer vaccine. Right now, we're just kind of winging it. Things seem to be going pretty good. And they're gearing up for more. We're trying to do everything we can um, to make it accessible to everyone. From volunteer nurses on call to an ultra-cold storage freezer funded by grants. I feel like we're very prepared and ready. We knew this was coming for a while. Health workers are doing what they can to get who they can vaccinated. But it's not always easy, especially when so many people don't want to get vaccinated. Out here in Little rural Lafayette County, we are doing so much to try and, you know, protect our community and protect the residents here. For now, it's COVID-19 vaccine clinics two, maybe three times a week. Foolish to not take that shot. That's the way I feel about it. Because just maybe, if you fill it, they will come. One of my friends, she posted, she said, third time's a charm. And you gotta remember, this is just for Pfizer. So for us Moderna folks, we still got to wait. Don't you worry. Moderna mania will be running wild all over Kansas City. Do you think we go back to Sedalia? I kind of want to. No. Why do, do you? I don't want to. I don't want to. Why not? I don't like being in the car. It's like an hour and a half. It's so far. Especially It wasn't shot. even a fun drive. What do you mean it wasn't a fun drive? We had a Star Wars audiobook. We had snacks. Yeah, but then we're on the, the trip back, tired, started getting a little woozy. Your arm is sore. Kitty, that was the edible kicking in. That's what that was. <laughs> what are you talking about? So remember the racism we talked about last show? Yeah. Well, guess what? We did another racism. The cotton one. Yeah, and her mom basically called her daughter stupid and said that was the cause of it. Well, where do you think she got it from? <laughs> one, she blamed one of the only black kids at the school and said that he helped make the, the sign. Ah, and that her daughter was just so overwhelmed and so excited to be asked that she didn't even read the sign. And then when she read it later, that's when she got upset and there were already photos circulating. What do you mean didn't read the sign? Did we forget the point of pop-up books? You're not supposed to actually read them. In her poster, it had cotton on it. She didn't even have to read it. So yeah. Girl, use your context clues. I was furious because we have black kids attending these schools and no one wants to feel like they have to avoid certain kids. This was Toriana Walker's reaction to seeing this now viral photo of two students whose faces will not be shown due to their age, who appear to be holding a sign that reads, if I was black, I would be picking cotton, but I'm white, so I'm picking you for HOCO. But Walker says this is not the first incident of its kind, and she pulled her daughter out of Olathe South High School due to racism like this, among other reasons. She would avoid certain hallways because she would notice certain kids um, spewing out racial slurs and using the n-word. Alicia Johnson, who originally posted the photo to Facebook, says she's shocked at how much attention this post has received. And it went far beyond what I expected, but I'm glad that it did because now's a great time to have those courageous conversations and to get to know each other in different ways so that we can understand why these things are not okay. But she tells us her niece and nephew attend to late the South currently with the student seen holding the sign who tell her they now feel uncomfortable in school. Because it's, it's kind of hard to decipher between who has their back and who doesn't and, you know, who's with them and who's not. And it's a very uncomfortable situation. It was just pretty funny that the mom straight up, like, threw the daughter under the bus and then also threw, like I said, 
like the only black child at the school. And was like, oh yeah, no, he was a part of it. He thought it was funny. And by the way, they're friends. And best they're friends. Friend, they're besties. We went to kindergarten together. Play dates. Mm-hmm. I know his mom real well. We don't see color. Never have. Ooh, Wanda County. They got an outbreak. Piper High School. You know anything about Piper? They good at sports or anything? Why would I know? I don't know. It's a small town that thought y'all kind of banded together. It's in Kansas. It's like your sister school, right? Don't y'all send telegrams together? Telegrams? Don't act like your tech is that much more improved. Y'all just got faxes last week. Ah, you know, some people still have pigeons. (laughs) It's so weird to have people you know catch COVID. Ten days after Piper High School's homecoming dance, Health officials announced a cluster of COVID cases stemming from the event. I heard it around from different people at school talking about it. The Unified Government Health Department of Wyandotte County says eight people have tested positive. COVID has been around for about two years. It's just not surprising because it's going to spread. The health department says testing should be done for students before returning to school. I kind of just like keep my distance from people. Sometimes I double mask. Just wear my mask. There's really nothing else to it. Some updates for your Kansas City Chiefs, Kitty. Taken on Philadelphia this week. Oh, good, good luck. <laughs> Let's hear from Patrick Mahomes. I think we'll be ready for the challenge. Um, it's really early in the season. Obviously, we haven't had many of these kind of, we haven't had any since I've, I've been uh, playing quarterback here. We're behind uh, all these teams in our division, but the bright spot is we got a long season to go, so it's just going to be how we respond and how we we go to work every single day. Kitty, you want a little sneak peek into uh, the new B&B taking over from the old Alamo Draft House? Oh, yeah. Loved Alamo. Loved it. So I used to work at B&B. Good folks. I bartended there for a half a second. A shift? I think a shift or two, yeah. I'm a fan of what they do, and they're saving the theater downtown. So here's a sneak peek. B&B Main Street, downtown. The marquee is lit up again here at 14th and Main Street, this time under new local owners, as the magic of the movies continues to live on in this historic building. Welcome inside B&B Theater's new downtown spot. When you walk in... We've installed these digital menu boards, and we have also our food pickup... Like cheeseburgers, pizza, and of course, popcorn, that you can take inside the six theaters. The largest of the the six is our B&B Theater's grand screen, which is a premium large format auditorium. This expansive room fits 157 people. And these seats? So on the inside of every armrest, there's a little toggle switch that'll bring up the seat. Every seat will be these electric heated leather recliners. Of course, I had to see how it felt. It's pretty comfortable. It's not too bad, is it? We do occasionally have to wake somebody up (laughs) if after the credits are rolled, they've allowed themselves to doze off. Very comfy. Oh, and the front row will have these Max Relax Recliners. So it reclines even further, lays you back nearly horizontally. Let's go National Kitty. Tonight, Democrats facing delays, divisions, and tough decisions as they struggle among themselves over moving the president's agenda forward. Speaker Pelosi planning a Thursday vote on the trillion-dollar bipartisan infrastructure bill. I urge a strong bipartisan support for this legislation. But progressive Democrats say they'll oppose that bill without a deal to advance Democrats' $3.5 trillion social and climate policy bill, too. Look, the agreement from the very beginning, and we are, we've been talking about this for months now, is there is one big package. But the Senate's two most conservative Democrats haven't signed off on the larger bill, each meeting privately with President Biden today. Progressives think you're dragging your feet, Senator. Everybody has their own opinion, right? Kitty, we just watched this movie last night. Are you curious how much the Adams family mansion might have cost? Well, it obviously doesn't cost because you got to inherit it as an Adams. Duh. (laughs) Got to marry in. That's a very good point. Very good point. What about, say, the Simpsons house from the Simpsons? Or perhaps maybe Monica's apartment 
from friends. You ever curious what some of these places might cost? Yeah, a in lot, real life, a lot. Can you afford it? You think? No, no, no. Because no, Monica only got to live in that apartment because her grandma, I think she owned it or lived there forever, and it was like rent controlled, and because they'd had the name. You know, was that it? Yeah. So she really got a super cheap apartment. And then when they found out she was actually being subletted it by her grandma, it was a whole deal. I watched all of it. Sorry. (laughs) What? I'm that kind of white person. I like friends. Okay. Hate Ross. That's fine. The numbers are in, Kitty, topping the list at an astounding $179,255,595. Downton Abbey from Downton Abbey. If you Never ever watched that. By the actual Abbey, I guess. I don't know what Downton Abbey even means. I'm not British. Bojack's House from Bojack Horseman. Yeah. $5,900,000. Yeah, how about Elsa's Ice Castle from Frozen? Don't give it. It's made of ice. 3.5 mil. It's made of ice. Rosebud Motel from Schitt's Creek. Yeah. They appraised that at a nice 3.5 mil. Well, yeah, because that was something they bought on a whim. So let's go to the ones I brought up earlier. The Adams Family Mansion. Granted, like Kitty said, you have to be an Adams to inherit it. But if they ever did decide to put it on the market, it could be yours for a cool 2.8 mil. Love it. It's not bad. I do that. Monica's apartment. Yeah. They appraised it at $1.97 million. Yeah. The Simpsons house. A steal. 483000 Well, yeah. Property value must be going down in Springfield. <laughs> Which one? Uh-huh. Exactly. Da-da-da. You're listening to the KC Morning Show. Finally, The Rock has come back to Kansas City. The KC Morning Show. Middle school, elementary school, you're thinking, okay, well, where I'm going? Where am I going to high school at? It's the, it's the dot. You'll hear Washington talk about it all the time. The dot, the dot, the dot. That's what they were about. You go in that field house, you know, it brings on a different challenge, you know, because I'm not losing in the field house. Going to Schlegel games when I was in eighth grade, I was like, I want to be that. Growing up in Raytown, all you knew was Ray South basketball, Bud Lather. Coach Bush probably forgot more things than most coaches ever learned. We're begging for mercy here in the auditorium. Two teams that just battle extremely hard for probably two hours. You know, they just had that love of the high school game here. Here's Miles with the three, sticks it. It was premier level basketball being played in the high V shootout. You knew something big was gonna happen. It's the drama of a close game. It's a drama of a full house. Everybody was on their feet at the end of this game and it's like a lightning bolt. Boom, it's unbelievable. Carrington Harrison, my man, CDOT. He's the host of The Drive on 610 Sports Radio. You may have outdone yourself, and I'm not trying to blow smoke up your ass. We go way back. I consider you one of my best friends in the industry, but for real, this is excellent. From Paseo to Pembroke, it is a story of the golden age of Kansas City high school basketball, usually on a mic, and now you behind the camera. What the hell? I love it. Welcome to the show. Hey, man, I appreciate it. I'm just trying to be like you, man. You working harder than Stephen A. Smith out here. You're like <laughs> Ryan Seacrest, man. Nope, nobody has more jobs than Ryan. Seacrest, man. He has like 19 jobs. That's you. So 
I had to try to pick up a couple of extra ones. I learned from you, though. Everything about your story is a grind, and it's kind of a parallel to that Kansas City story in the 90s, that golden age you're talking about. Everybody knew they were going to be the best at what they did. And so when you had that clash at the Hy-Vee shootout or wherever, it was a showcase, man. It was a pay-per-view quality event, and you break that down in your documentary. Yeah, man. I think what this doc really represents are really two things. I think it represents community, and I think it's a local story told by local filmmakers that want to communicate that to the audience. I also think it's based in competition. It's everything that you said. Like this era, I think what the doc is going to really do a good job of highlighting is just how strong the competition was in the area. And it didn't matter if you were north of the river, if you were out in the suburbs, it didn't matter if you lived in the city, like you were always going to be engaged in a high quality basketball game and you were going to play against high level D1 athletes. So I think that's what the doc is really about. I think it's about Kansas City. I think it's about our community. I also think it's about the competition that this era sort of bred. How did we get here? How did you get this footage? How did you get the idea? It seems like it's so perfect for this moment. Metro Sports, I can't uh, I can't really thank them enough. I had developed a relationship with them over you know the course of time. And when I had this idea, I went to Sean Belden, who was sort of the keeper of all things over at Metro Sports. And I kind of told him the idea. And they were all for it. And they've been really supportive. And I couldn't have done this without them. So that's really how we got here, man. Honestly, it just started from a COVID project. And I felt like during COVID, a lot of people were starting to learn new things. Like that's when you really saw people starting to get on Twitch more and OST and just doing different things. And I had always been really fascinated with video and wanted to learn more about it. And I kind of dabbled in some YouTube stuff, but I wasn't doing anything close to the level of this. And it was just one of those things where I think the technology has gotten to the point where you can just do it, you know, like your podcast, like you don't need a company to do it. Just set up a microphone, start talking and tweet this out. You know what I mean? So I think it really just came from that and just wanting to create something that I felt could stand longer than just one podcast, one radio show, something that could stand that people would watch with their kids. Man, absolutely. And you're right. That barrier of entry now is so much lower. And these interviews, I got to think for you, these are names and these are legends that you looked up to. You went to those games, you went to race South. And you saw these guys that you are now talking to. I mean, just as a fan, that had to have been dope to experience. Yeah, that part was really cool, man. Like, if you grow up in this area, you know the name Jerron Rush, you know Kareem Rush, you know Javon Crudup. So just getting an opportunity to talk to them about their high school basketball career and tell their story was really cool. And I think one thing that really appealed to me about this process in general was I kind of think that I come from the era where we still looked up to high school basketball players. And now I think it's a little bit different with YouTube and the internet and how things have just really changed. You know, like when you were in junior high, man, one of the goals was to make it to play varsity basketball. Like you wanted to play in that environment. You wanted to play in front of those crowds. You kind of saw yourself there. And I think that passion really came out with the people that I was talking to. And once you kind of compile all the information and the highlights, you feel like it's your responsibility to accurately convey that on film. It was a big matchup when you walked through the doors. You knew that you were about to see something special. What are some of your favorite high school basketball moments in Kansas City? So I tried to make it a blend for people like me who were under the age of 35 that kind of remember that run a little bit after and kind of dabble a little bit into their story, but kind of keep it in the focus. Like I remember going to the Hy-Vee shootout to watch Connor T and play against Travis Relaford and how cool <laughs> yeah, that was. Yeah. The energy of the crowd and how packed it was and all of that kind of stuff. So I think this is going to be a really nostalgic experience for sort of all 
ages. Like, it didn't matter if you graduated high school in 1988 or 2008. I think the story is either going to be nostalgic for you or it's going to be educational for you. And you're going to learn about stories that you either had never heard or you just didn't know all the full details and the complete picture of it. Without giving too much away, I mean, what is the legacy of Kansas City basketball in that golden age? And I guess more importantly, as you look to the future, how does it compare to you know where we are now, the stars, the guys we got on the court now? That's a really good question. Um, that was something that I think we initially maybe wanted to tell the story a little bit deeper, but I don't know if there was a way to do it in a way that I thought accurately could depict I think what we came up with in a way that was timely, I guess two things that I really wanted to try to do. I wanted to try to cover as much ground as possible, understanding that we're talking about a, you know, 10 year frame. How can you cover 10 years in 90 minutes? You know, it's a really difficult thing to do. And I really wanted to keep it at 90 minutes. I didn't want it to feel like it dragged on and like, all right, this should have ended 20 minutes ago. I think to answer your question, though, about sort of now is I just think high school basketball has changed because we've changed. Like our society is much more mobile. And if you kind of follow AAU culture and summer basketball and stuff, take a player like Jerron Rush. I don't know if Jerron would have stayed at Pembroke Hill for four years in 2021. He might have went there for two years, but I think he eventually goes to a prep school because that's kind of what they do. So there's this kid named Mark Mitchell. He actually was at Bishop Age last year. He won the Dorino Award as, as a top player in the city. He now goes to a prep school like those kids just don't stay four years the way that they used to. Robinson Earl, who was at Bishop Age, also did the same thing. Bowl, bowl. So I think there was an era and a time in which great high school players stayed in the community. They went to a school in the city. And that's just not the time that we live in anymore. From Paseo to Pembroke, it premieres tomorrow at Screenland Armor. If you are free tomorrow night, this is a place to be. Where do they go to get tickets, Carrington? Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Go on Screenland.com and go to Paseo to Pembroke. It's going to run from September 30th until October 5th at Screenland Armor. And we're in the process of working on another movie theater on the Kansas side. But I'm, I'm like 90% there. I don't feel comfortable enough announcing it. But this will not be the only weekend that you have a chance to see it in the theater. It was really important to me and Hartzell. I know you and I kind of come from that same era. I mean, movie theaters matter, you know, and I think for a local story, it was really important to have it at a local theater. And I talked about community where I wanted to do something that supports the community that supports a local theater. And now that people feel more comfortable going back out and being around each other, I, you know, I, I really wanted it to be a social event, a social gathering. And that's what I think movie theaters sort of are. So September 30th through October 5th at Screenland, I just encourage anybody to come out. If you care about the city, if you care about high school basketball, if you want to learn more about it. I think it'll be a really enjoyable experience. My man, this is dope. I'm so proud of you. I hope this is not the last time that you're doing something on screen because I think you found a thing. I think you found another thing. I, uh, I, I'm i not going to lie to you, man. I, I, I really liked it. I think we all have sort of inspirations in this, you know, people that we look up to. And, you know, I just thought that a lot of people that I look up to in media space, they don't just do one thing, you know, like if you really like Bill Simmons, he doesn't just write. He does podcasts. He writes books. He does all of these things. So. You know, I want to continue to challenge myself. I want to continue to grow and get better. So, you know, I wanted to expand into something else that I have a real passion for. Like, I, I love movies, you know, and it was really cool to say that I made a movie. You know, like, I go on IMDb all the time. It's crazy to create something that 
could have an IMDb rating. So some of it was just, you know, personal satisfaction, just the joy of creating. And, you know, some of it is just, you know, put myself on a list with people that I really look up to. Carrington Harrison, he's the host of The Drive on 610 Sports Radio, director of From Paseo to Pembroke, the story of the golden age of high school basketball in Kansas City. CDOT, you have an open invite on this show whenever you want. I appreciate it, Hartzell, man. Thank you for having me on today, man. I really appreciate it. Going straight to one place, right to Kansas City. The KC Morning Show. Kitty! Kitty! Got some words of wisdom for these folks? Yeah. You're going to inspire these folks? Okay, yeah. You're going to ask these folks to be better so they can in turn do better? Sure. I'm going to try my darndest. Wednesdays on your KC Morning Show, Kitty She. She finds some words that she thinks is going to move you. Move you to move yourself. Kitty. Take it away. Live each season as it passes. Breathe the air, drink the drink, taste the fruit, and resign yourself to the influences of each. Look at you. Henry David Thoreau. Oh, Thoreau. Mm. Thoreau, yes. Gonna throw it right back at you. There is a harmony in autumn and a luster in its sky which through the summer is not heard or seen, as if it could not be, as if it had not been. Ooh. Percy by she, Shelley. Can be moving in all kinds of directions. Wow. Yes. Ooh. The fires burn and the kettles sing, and earth sinks to rest until next spring. Clyde Watson. Now, I'll be honest with you, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to get out of that. It went a bit over my head, but it felt important. Spring passes and one remembers one's innocence. Summer passes and one remembers one's exuberance. Autumn passes and one remembers one's reverence. Winter passes and one remembers one's perseverance. Oh, wow. That's Yoko Ono. Yoko! Kitty, bring it home, huh? Bring it home! Or maybe spring is the season of love and fall the season of mad lust. Spring for flirting, but fall for the untamed, delicious, wild thing. Elizabeth Cohen. Oh my goodness. Freaks come out of night in the fall. Yep. Tell you what, words of wisdom from Kitty on your KC morning show. Getting these folks boned up on a hump day. Kitty, where can these folks find you? At Holy Hearts. You can get me at Hearts 965. You can get the show, the KC morning show, at the KC Morning Show on Instagram, just KC Morning Show on Facebook and Twitter. Vote for us. Best local podcast, thepitchkc.com. I got nominated for Best Personality. If I lose to the girl with the balloons, I mean, that's that's a shot to the ego that I'm just not sure I can recover from. No, and uh, I just want to say, you know, a quick shout out to the love of my life. Tomorrow is her birthday. Um, Fran Drescher, you beautiful goddess. Keep on keeping on. When are you going to post this tattoo? Tomorrow, Tomorrow, on her birthday. That's perfect. Duh. You might go viral. You should. Uh, For Fran, I would do anything. That's all we got? A good day to be a Kansas Cityan, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Upon further review. It's good. It's fair to Midland. We'll see you in the morning. morning. Bye. Bye. You're listening to the KC Morning Show.